5th. Mark chapter 7, verse 24, through chapter 8, verse 10. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre. He tried to keep it secret that he was there, but he couldn't. As usual, the news of his arrival spread fast. Right away, a woman came to him whose little girl was possessed by an evil spirit. She had heard about Jesus, and now she came and fell at his feet. She begged him to release her child from the demon's control. Since she was a Gentile born in Syrian Phoenicia, Jesus told her, First, I should help my own family, the Jews. It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true, Lord, but even the dogs under the table are given some crumbs from the children's plates. Good answer, he said, and because you have answered so well, I have healed your daughter. And when she arrived home, her little girl was lying quietly in bed, and the demon was gone. Jesus left Tyre and went to Sidon, then back to the Sea of Galilee and the region of the Ten Towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. Jesus led him to a private place away from the crowd. He put his fingers into the man's ears. Then, spitting onto his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue with the spittle. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and commanded, Be opened! Instantly the man could hear perfectly and speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. For they were completely amazed. Again and again they said, Everything he does is wonderful. He even heals those who are deaf and mute. About this time, another great crowd had gathered, and the people ran out of food again. Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days, and they have nothing left to eat. And if I send them home without feeding them, they will faint along the road, for some of them have come a long distance. How are we supposed to find enough food for them here in the wilderness? His disciples asked. How many loaves of bread do you have? He asked. Seven, they replied. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, thanked God for them, broke them into pieces, and gave them to his disciples, who distributed the bread to the crowd. A few small fish were found, too. So Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to pass them out. They ate until they were full, and when the scraps were picked up, there were seven large baskets of food left over. There were about 4,000 people in the crowd that day, and he sent them home after they had eaten. Immediately after this, he got into a boat with his disciples and crossed over to the region of Dalmanutha. Psalm 41, verses 1 through 13. We'll see as we read today, as David lay sick, he looked back and recalled that he'd been merciful to others and had helped the poor. This encouraged him for he knew that God would help him. God is merciful to those who show mercy to others. When you're in pain, 
it's good to have a clear conscience to encourage you. Then David looked around and saw that his enemies were gossiping about him and wishing he were dead. Even his close friend turned against him. If this happens to you, keep in mind that it also happened to Jesus. Greater than the pain of sickness is the pain of having a treacherous so-called friend. And finally, in his uh, looking around, uh, David looked up, and that solved his problems. No matter what others may say, God was well pleased with David, and that was all that mattered. Let David's enemies spread their gossip. God would raise him up, hold him up, and brighten him up with the light of his countenance. Sometimes how you feel depends on where you look. Psalm 41, verses 1 through 13. For the choir director, a psalm of David. Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. The Lord rescues them in times of trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. He gives them prosperity and rescues them from their enemies. The Lord nurses them when they are sick and eases their pain and discomfort. O Lord, I prayed, have mercy on me, heal me, for I have sinned against you. But my enemies say nothing but evil about me. How soon will he die and be forgotten, they ask. They visit me as if they are my friends, but all the while they gather gossip, and when they leave, they spread it everywhere. All who hate me whisper about me, imagining the worst for me. Whatever he has, it is fatal, they say. He will never get out of that bed. Even my best friend, the one I trusted completely, the one who shared my food, has turned against me. Lord, have mercy on me. Make me well again, so I can pay them back. I know that you are pleased with me. For you have not let my enemy triumph over me. You have preserved my life, because I am innocent. You have brought me into your presence forever. Bless the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives forever from eternal ages past. Amen and Amen. Proverbs chapter 10, verses 15 and 16. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their calamity. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. remember the first time I met you, I was 13. And I was just a kid back then, but at the time I was hurting. And Dad preached a sermon about how you were the anchor of our souls from the book of Hebrews. I remember closing my eyes that morning and I promised I could see you. And you were calling me to come home with open arms like you were in love with me. And when I got up and came forward, the weight on my shoulders fell off suddenly. 
and I found out what it means to be set free. The church was packed that day, but I swear it was just you and me. And at that altar, I prayed that you would forgive me. I had been living for the world, and it had left me empty. And you whispered in my ear, and you called me son. You told me at that second that you had forgotten every bad thing that I'd done. I found the answers I'd been searching for. Until this day, it's your glory that I'm burning for. And I just want to thank you, Jesus, for the sanctification process that's possible through salvation, which comes from your sacrifice. I was dead, but you gave me life. And you gave me purpose. You gave me sonship when the world called me worthless. And you made me a man when I was surrounded by boys as my peers. You advanced me in years. And you gave me a heart for the hurting. And you give the hurting a heart. You put back together what the world had torn apart. You told me that I was worth the cross and the price you paid. Thousands of revivals later and I can't wrap my mind around the lives you've saved. You are everything to me. And I can't live without you. And I want to be a voice of reassurance to the people who doubt you. And I want to stand up and fight back when people down you. I was at my lowest in life when I found you. Or maybe you found me. Either way, I know at that moment that I was drowning. I was depressed and I was angry. Teachers and preachers did everything they could to tame me. And then you brought that queen into my life named Jamie. And we started following Jesus together. And I pray, God, you continue to lead us forever. And I pray you use these hands I have and you fashion them for battle. You made me to ride into the fight strapped up in the saddle. And on this white horse, I will ride into this fight. And I will spark up this torch and illuminate the light. And you will disseminate your might. I believe, God, you'll eliminate the bite. And the snares of Satan will not touch me. And although a thousand on each side will continue to rush me, I hear your voice as you cry out, trust me. And I trust you, Lord, and I'll run this marathon. And you promise to carry me on. And I hope one day my family finds a mountain to bury me on. Because I never stayed at the bottom, I climbed to the top. And I nearly died when I dropped. But you picked me up and you pushed me on. And I stood up and fought back against every demon that took me on. And my God is great and my God is good. And his goodness is never ending. This isn't hoping and wishing that I'm sending. This is all that I have. My God is my dad. And I will fight for his name until they put me in the grave. I'm another both preparing for warfare in this cave. So bring us your giants and bring us your spears. The perfect love of our general cast out all fears. We aren't afraid of the devil or the arrows you've planned. We're confident in battle because no weapon formed against us will ever stand.